0: The path of the witch is so unique. The, the gift of witchcraft. I was able to see, hear, and communicate with spirits. A very personal relationship between a person and spirit. Colonel lust. It's things like Working that. Working with different energies and spirits and communicating. Creating magic.
1: Powerful yeah. ritual. And... <laughs> that's that's She's, She's actually sitting in the The cauldron. role of the witch is to make change. Years ago, three young friends realized they were witches. They scattered to different parts of the world, following magic and spirit. Now they're back in their hometown to share what they've learned. Welcome to That Witch Life podcast, your home for living as a witch in today's world. Um, These are super fancy. I got these chocolates in New York City at Modells. And this is the place where Catherine Hepburn used to get her chocolate. So we're like super. We're fancy super. Bitches. We're super fancy because it is Valentine's Day this week. So Oof. Hillary, help yourself. Valentine's Day. I'll need a chocolate, but I hate. Eat a Valentine's chocolate. Use like your un-Valentine's Day chocolate. <laughs> I'm like I such got, a hater. I mean, Kanani, you can have one too, but you've got a. Oh, whole, I know. You have a whole banquet over on your side of the table. I know <laughs> I do. But like it's a mystery. I don't know. what they are. <laughs> I know. What you do is you stick your finger in each one
2: oh to see God. what it's filled and with, then and involved. then then you decide which one you want to eat. Can, so, that's it was a ladylike
1: murder. way to do it. Yeah. We use your pinky, that's lady. Mm. No. This is a good one. It's like buttercream. Mmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I bought these for this really nice lady. It turns out she didn't eat chocolate. And I kept meaning to send them to my grandmother and I never did. They're terrible. Oh my god. I, what I a did peppers. order her. Such an asshole. Chocolate. That's
2: the one I was gonna choose. Well, there's yeah. another one of it right there. Such a
1: bottle. No. Yeah. They've um they've been on the shelf for a little while. They're little sale. Is it mint?
0: No. It's
2: like
0: coconutty.
2: Oh, I hate <laughs> coconut. <laughs> oh, that's good. Gross.
0: What do you, like? You were already late because of another blizzard, dude. So, okay, so we need
2: to talk about my trip here, is what we need to do. So, before we got here. You're not allowed to drive by yourself ever again. No. Courtney, Brian, and I met up and did the Portland Seafood and Wine Fest. Brian is my husband. Yes, and it was super fun. And I go every year. This, this is like the really sixth good. year mm-hmm. in a row I've gone. It was awesome. It's like almondy, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and I decided that I was going to bring back with me, instead of, because I didn't want to get tanked there and then have to drive to be, for the podcast, I was going to bring back some warm, sparse, spiced wine and some mac and cheese warm, to help me. You said warm, sparse wine. I know, spiced. <laughs> so as I'm walking to my car, I feel some wetness on my leg and I'm thinking, oh shit, <laughs> I just pee it? myself. <laughs> And I've had two children, so there's always the chance that I just legit peed myself. And I look down and I go, well, no, it would be physically impossible for me to pee on that side of my calf. So I look (laughs) at my bag and my bag is leaking. And the lid has come off my spiced wine, and virtually all but, like, a sip of it is gone. And it's soaked into my jeans. So, if later in the podcast you hear what sounds like someone sucking on denim, that's me trying to get the rest of my wine out of my jeans. So, basically, like, you're going to get pulled over, and they're going to think you're wasted. Right. So, my whole car, by the way, right now, also, because I have that bag that was saturated in wine...
1: Is now in my car, so now it smells like wine. Just smells like booze you know, in you, my car. You put a paper cup. With, like, I took like a coffee cup and you put it by itself in a bag. No, it wasn't by itself. I had it tucked into a couple other things, but what happened was it squeezed
2: and it popped the lid off, and so it was sliding over Those the cups top. are not meant to go squish in a bag. So, anyways, Children, we then, haven't even announced that we're doing a podcast oh yeah. today
1: yet. Hi, everybody! <laughs> then
2: I'm getting in my car as I'm she driving. I'm almost here, <laughs> and my done, mac and cheese one. slides off the seat and onto the floor. That one, yeah. So I had pretty much the whole top layer of the mac and cheese was gone. So then I'm pissed off. And then I see DQ. And I'm like, you know what? I'm getting DQ. I'm agitated. I've lost half my mac and cheese. Most of my wine is gone. I go into the DQ. So I pull in. And I'm just going to get a small, because no. I'm like, I've no, been having don't. snacks all day. You're bullshit. No. You knew you weren't going to get it. You never no. do that. I go in, and I go, yeah, I'll have a cookie dough with mint syrup. And they go, oh, I'm sorry. We're out of mint syrup. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm getting a large, regular cookie dough. I did like this one. This little mm-hmm.
1: square one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Bernie and I are eating. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dairy queen, dairy queen,
1: dairy queen. We're eating fancy chocolates that have been on the shelf for a little while. They're a little stale. but They're, they're still really good. good. So hi, I'm Courtney. I'm hosting today's podcast. I am here with Hillary. Hello, and Kanani. Hello. All right. So um, this is and a- this is that
0: witch life podcast. This is this is oh that my which god. We are
1: a fucking disaster today. I didn't even drink at the wine and seafood <laughs> festival today. I didn't, no. Um, it was actually very funny. I just had my astrology chart done last week to find out what my month was going to be like. And one of the first things that the astrologer said is Evo Dominguez Jr. He's a really great astrologer. As he said, February for you is going to be a month of every chocolate needs to be tasted. And I'm usually pretty good at limiting my sugar intake. So I said, okay, I'll be mindful. It might be a bit of a stretch this month. Flash forward to me, February 1st, which is when we're recording this, that I am literally trying every chocolate at the seafood fest, and then I popped open this box for us to eat. Like during a chocolate eating feed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, we know he's a psychic.
1: <laughs> Link to where you can get your Evo chart is in is on our website at thatwitchlife.com. So, Hillary, how are you doing? Kanani's over there seething. We know how she's doing. How I have. <laughs>
0: My week has been really crazy. I worked like way too many hours this week, uh, and then yesterday I sang. I have a friend who has a metal band that's really good in town, and um, I sometimes cameo with them. And I mm. and I was I had agreed to this like forever ago, and then at like four p.m. yesterday, I was like, "What day is it?" Like, and I look and I'm like, "Oh my god, the show's tonight!" And I'm so tired because I was at work at like six a.m. yesterday. And I was like, okay, what time are you guys on? he's like, okay, like 11.15. I was like, okay. And then he's like, I think it's running like half an hour behind. And then they actually went on like an hour and a half behind. And I got home at like 2.30 in the morning and, you know, almost having been up 20, like 22 hours essentially. Yeah. Um, It's fine. It's a really good friend of mine. And I had a great time. They're a great band. But I just was like, ugh.
1: They were worth
0: it. They were worth
1: it. But he owes me big time. Well, and you get to that place where – You're so tired that you just keep going. Yeah, well, it's like you're fueled
0: by complete sleep deprivation. And the funny thing is, is, like, with him, I just was like, I'm just going to use this to, like, hold over your head for the rest of your life. So it's fine. I'll get mine back. (laughs) It's like, I'll use this every time I need something from you. Remember that time that I stayed up really late? I need you to come help me move something to my house.
1: I was going to say, this is, (laughs) it's like a giant pay it forward performer bank in which you helped him out on no sleep at all. And so at some point he's going to need to move a piano for you. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I got it. That's how I roll. <laughs> Nothing is free with me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, I but was in really. Spokane last weekend. How was Spokane? Oh, it was really, really great. I was with the um Sp- was with the Spokane pagan community up there. Um and I did a talk on the Morgan and everybody was super supportive. And there was a woman there who I met at the Ninefolds festival in Massachusetts Massachusetts, Massachusetts. <laughs> Massachusetts. I can read. I can talk. <laughs> Massachusetts. And um, she came, she lives in Idaho and she came out to see me and Amazing. that was great. Yeah. And we did this really wonderful tarot class the next day, which I um, wasn't fully prepared for, but sometimes that's why I do my best work is when I'm like, okay, here we go. And we did a, um, um, a class called Digging Deeper into the Tarot, and I had people do practice readings on a hypothetical guy named Joe, and people started singing the Button Factory song. So I turned it oh into, Joe is looking to get a job at the Button Factory. What does the tarot say about his prospects? And people had so much fun. <laughs>
2: I have no idea what the button factory song is. You
1: don't know the button. Hi, my, my name is Joe, and, Joe and I work, work in a button factory. I, I have one
0: wi- wife and it two, goes on. I have a wife and, and two kids. Yeah, two kids. One day, my boss came up to me. This
1: is a horrible song. Why would you say it's this basically song? about your job? It's about your job. <laughs> it's about Hillary's job it's in about particular. My job, literally, <laughs> it's like Joe keeps pushing buttons, and with every and whatever. you have to do
0: it. So, like, you, there's arm movement. So you say. Uh, one day my boss came up to me and I said, Joe, are uh, you busy? I said, no, push this button with your with right hand. hand. So you're doing this, right? And But then you have to keep pushing other buttons, right?
1: And then you have to hold it all together. And at the end of the song, you just fall one apart. day my boss came up to me and he said, hi, Joe, are you busy? And you say, and I said, yes. Yeah. So it's a song about drawing boundaries. <laughs> That's a wonderful <horrible> song. <laughs> It's the
0: song that needs to be the song it's, of my, like... It is. My, like, daily... It is totally the daily song of your <laughs> the life. The daily when song I, of you life. called me this week, you were so upset. I felt terrible. I was like, I'm so maxed. Yeah.
1: Um, so,
0: anyway... Can, can I are, brag about something, though? Yes, you may brag about so something. So, you guys are going to be jealous, because next weekend, it's my dad's 75th birthday. Well, my dad's 75th birthday is on the 12th, but I'm going to Denver to, to, for his 75th birthday, and I also get to hang out with Najal. So I'm super excited about that. Everybody be jealous. Najal
1: Lightfoot, the author of Good Juju. She has another book coming out. You
0: no, know, she She's signed the contract. She's uh, working on it right now. That's what she posted the other day. Yeah, I'm drawing a
1: blank on the name, but we will be sure to it's share that It's a
0: continuation from- of Good Juju, so it's like the second part of that um and i can't i can't i'll we'll post it on the site but i don't absolutely. i don't know that i've i can't remember if i've seen the name or not
1: yeah we'll be we'll be blowing up the channels and we'll definitely have her back to talk about oh my it God. she's also she's the best the best um awesome well and also last episode was super fun Getting to be with people live. Watching oh, Kanani roll her eyes, and she obviously doesn't well, remember. Trying, I know, I'm trying to remember. I'm like, what was our last It episode? was our live recording okay, at the Raven's yes. Wing. <laughs> yes. That was really fun. Yeah, and to get to see all the little hearts floating in there. And and one of the things is um, the phone was positioned kind of far away, so we couldn't see all the Instagram love and questions that came in right away. But we did get to see them later. and It meant a lot to us because we sit here in Hillary's basement just wondering, you know, we're having a great time, but are we actually helping anyone? I like, are we doing anything? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and turns out that, hey, we do have some people out there that we're connecting with, and we love you guys, and so thanks, everybody, for tuning in. But yeah, literally the same thing happened as it did last week with Kanani's Ridiculous Blizzard. Except for
2: I'm not late this time.
1: You were late. You were late this time. You said we would be here at three three o five. 3.05. You were at the front door. No, no. You
0: were here at like
2: 3.10. Okay. <laughs>
0: like you I couldn't be on time for <laughs> our live podcast so why would we think you could be on time
2: for the pre-recorded Rated. I agree with what Hillary said it's really your fault for not knowing that I would stop to get a blister <laughs> That's true. I mean, tr- tr-
0: Truly you were Courtney was like where is she she was right behind us I I'm started like, you had an to think She went to Dairy Queen clearly. And she's like, no, I don't think so. And I was like, I mean, mm-hmm. definitely. And then here she walks in. Mm, this is a caramel Hillary oh, knows. Is it good? It was like a fruit oh, jelly I thing. I more sugar. Too much sugar.
1: Really? Okay, well, I'm going to keep working on it. Anyway, I'm going to keep working on this box of Mostly
0: because like I had so much caffeine yesterday, and I think having more caffeine Mm. today, and then adding chocolate caffeine to the mix, I might just like fall apart.
1: Plus the negative sleep aspect. Oh my god! You are you are basically just existing. Well, yeah, because instead of sleeping in, I got up desired
0: for revenge. (laughs) Exactly. Instead of sleeping in, I got up uh, to try and uh, make sure that I was here and was able to receive a stove that came. We, I've been without a stove for six weeks. So, Oh my God, six weeks, six, well, five and a half weeks. Yeah. Because it was ordered, but it took, it was like, took that long to get the delivery. And oh so th- the option was to rent a U-Haul and pick it up. But when they deliver it, they also take your old one. So then I'm like, then I have to take, that. I was like, no, whatever. We'll just wait. I didn't have a microwave. I do now have a microwave because I, out of necessity, um, but yeah, I'm so. I was like, I'm glad that it came, like, it, they literally came five minutes before you guys showed up, so I was worried that they would interrupt the podcast, and I'd have to come up with a story about how I shoved too many children in the oven, and it broke.
1: I was going to say, <laughs> it's because the children. and Gretel shoved you in, yeah. and you were like, not today, bitches. Not today, Motherfuckers, <laughs> and I busted straight out. I was like, that's an that other witch. But... Anyway, speaking of witches, that's what our podcast is about. Actually, not about chocolate. Yeah, we don't talk
0: about food. That's weird. We always talk about food.
1: (laughs) I know. Um, So it is February, new month. It is time to draw a new card. We normally do tarot, but today we are using The Witch's Oracle by Marla Brooks. Um, It is a fantastic um, work of art that she sent to me, and I was using this last week with my cauldron squad in New York really great stuff so we're going to see what our oracle is for this month it is uh, every every one of these cards I'm guessing she's got about 40 cards here um, it has to do with a symbol of traditional witchcraft and then what How that cool. means yeah so for this this card is for everyone who's listening this is meant for all of us February <gasps> the crystal ball let Ooh. us see what the crystal ball has to say Okay. The crystal ball has been used by seers, fortune tellers, psychics, and sorcerers as far back as medieval times in Europe. It is one of the most well-known and popular methods of divination to foresee and foretell. Crystal balls were even used by royal counselors like Dr. John Dee, the trusted advisor to Queen Elizabeth I, who had to have been a witch, I really believe it. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. He was well known for his use of the crystal ball in his works. He was a scientist, astronomer, mathematician, and geographer, but was also involved in hermetic philosophy and alchemy studies. He believed crystal would act as a communication device between him and angels. The crystal ball in a reading indicates the necessity to find out information that cannot be seen by the naked eye, like why is Kanani ten minutes late? We did not need a crystal ball, but I could have used one. Yeah, a necessity to find answers to questions that have been plaguing you, not only in regard to the future, but also the past, because our yesterdays define our tomorrows. Get in touch with who you were rather than who you are now, and you will find the answers you've seek okay so that was the witch's oracle by marla brooks and link to where you can find this will be um, on our website so it is our annual love spells episode because it's february and this is the month of um hillary's least favorite holiday it was at one time kanani's favorite holiday like when you were a teenager valentine's day it's still i it's in the it's in the top three. I, I Nothing just, beats Halloween, but no, it's it is still one. I mean, of Halloween's my gonna bring it out every Halloween time. Halloween is yeah. a sacred. That's sacred time, but we're not there yet. We're at Valentine's Day. But yes, and I do. I do like Valentine's Day. Yeah, so we're gonna be talking all about love spells today. And in a little while, we have Queen Aset Haru who's coming on. Amazing. Who is, yes, who is a witch in a. Um, um, a romance advisor, and she has a hysterical YouTube channel called Ask an Aquarius. So <laughs> I love it. And so it's the perfect time since we're in her high holy birthday season. Um, but so speaking of spellcraft and other things, um, I the book recommendation for this week is um, Stick Stones, Roots, and Bones, Hoodoo, Mojo, and Conjuring with Herbs by Stephanie Rose Bird. I bought this book over the summer. I'm finally cracking into it, and it is fantastic. So it is um, it's, this is this is honestly one of the more scholarly books that I have read this year um, from a spellcraft series, but. She presents it in a very accessible way. So there's a lot here about the history of hoodoo and how um, it really took took root here in North America and the specific areas on the African continent that it came from and where it landed as it was as it came through the transatlantic slave trade. Um, Amazing. Yes, and what also, a
0: great book recommendation. It's,
1: oh, it's it's, oh, it's wonderful. And also the spiritual practice of bonding with herbs, as well as the actual scientific. methodological method method what's it methodical methodical thank you hillary i Or methodology, <laughs> methodology, just making up words. I, I do methodology. That a lot. That's when you're a writer, you have to to figure it out. So the specific scientific methodology between preserving and storing these herbs, um, and it's, it's it's she she's very clear. I mean, I know that I tend to lean into this very make it fast, make it easy, make it convenient. And she's very clear that witchcraft is not always convenient, and you need to create time and space for Shit, it.
0: That's true. I know.
1: <laughs> but there's uh, some really excellent, um, especially if you're looking to um, you know, to bring in uh, Prosperity or Love Spells. Um, this is a really good resource to have and so I, I'm really hoping we can get her on the show at some point this year. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, so definitely pick that one up. Um, and um, other, another resource we wanted to mention is the Southern Fried Podcast, another witchcraft-focused show. Um, they've been really supportive of us. and They are I, awesome. They are awesome. Um, and so... She certainly has a much more pleasant accent to listen to than ours, because <laughs> it's just this very slow, lovely Alabama that it's we like, just don't have. Just like really comforting and like
0: pleasant to listen to, as opposed to we're like,
1: like bah, dah, bah, dah, bah. we're in the Pacific Northwest, squacky. <laughs> Yeah, so that's definitely check her out as well. She's one of our favorite people. So, um, yeah, mutual love and admiration for the Southern Fried Podcast. So let's start talking about our love spells. We went into this last year and told all of our stories about love spells. So I just wanted to know, have either one of you done any love spells in the past year? Not me.
2: I'm married. I'm not allowed to do love spells. Well, sure you can. That's for other people. For other people. Uh, yeah. That's what my husbands told me. I'm not allowed to do. I'm
0: not <laughs> supposed to love other people. No, like for other people know too. What you're okay, I was like, yeah. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Um. No, I have I haven't actually uh, on myself or other people. I don't know. It just hasn't come up. I
1: think. I think we've all been so focused on business oh my gosh, this year. Like, yeah. Yeah. I did. I did one before the Morgan was released, not for romance, but for people to just love me. And I got in the bathtub with a bunch of oranges. Oh, you know
0: what? That's true. I actually did one for people to perceive me in a more favorable light. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. But but yeah, it wasn't like romantic love specific, but it was like for people to like, or love me or perceive me favorably. What did, what did you do? Um, I used candle magic for that. So I had a pink candle and I had, I'm trying to remember what herbs I used. Um, I ca- I did some sigil carving in the candle. Um, and what kind of sigil would you use for something like that? Um, well, I mean, so for the way I approach sigils is that I let, I mean, for me, it's not, like, this specific symbol. It's, like, I take—I kind of center myself and try and just let whatever comes out come out. I focus myself on what my intent is. So Mm -hmm. if that is for— me to be perceived better, or if that is for someone to like me, or if that is for success or money or whatever, I focus on that very specific thing and then I just let my hand do whatever. Um and I have a specific tool that I carve with.
1: So it's your it's your It's like an sub- intuitive. Intuitive. Yeah. Okay, and that makes sense. Because I, mean, I don't
0: I mean, I know there are people that use specific sigils. Um mm-hmm. for me it's always been intuitively and I I and sometimes I'll carve it into the side of the candle ahead of time, or if it's a um, a candle that's in glass, I'll carve the sigil into the top of the candle. Uh,
1: there's a really great book out there called Sigil Wishery, a witch's guide to crafting magic symbols by Laura Tempest Sakharov. Um, and so I would recommend if people are interested in using sigils in their magic to start working with that one. Yeah. yeah. So um, what I did very simple is I got into the bathtub at a full moon and I had three oranges in the bathtub with me. And um, this, This, I, um... I'm not entirely sure of the roots of the spell, but it feels to me it may have um, some roots in ocha, otherwise known as santeria, um, and bringing like using the wa- oh, the oranges to basically wash myself to bring you know favorability to me and people people liking the book and liking what I do and people have very strong feelings about the Morgan and so I wanted to make sure that my book was well loved and well received.
0: That makes total sense. I feel like people do have very specific ideas about what the Morgan is because yeah. she's such a well-known and, and well-liked goddess.
1: Yeah. So Kanani, have you even tried to get people to like you this year? I don't even know.
2: Kanani's no. <laughs> so? like, I don't give a shit if people I like me. I so don't care. <laughs> Maybe I could do a spell to care, but I don't know that that would work. I don't know I have that kind of power. I almost shot T out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, I don't believe <laughs> I in like, anything to no. make Kanani care. Nothing uh, can that make, was, make Kanani care about what other people think. That was really close. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, yeah, I just don't. Do you just- I don't Well, I don't often practice magic on behalf of other people. The only exception to that would be you know, for people who've passed or things like that, or who, so maybe they're not even people I knew, right? They're just people I know, maybe who are famous or something like that, who have passed, and I'll light candles, you know, to help those left behind, you know, to get through the hurt and the healing and things like that. So, but for the most part, I don't necessarily practice magic for other people. And as I am already married and don't need to practice, do any kind of love magic for myself. It's just typically not. And as you already said, I really don't care to attract people to me because then they're going to talk to me and then <laughs> they're <laughs> to talk to them and then it's just awkward.
1: And so, you no. Know. <laughs> yeah, I've
0: had, I've had people come to me for prosperity spells this year. Actually, a lot of people. I feel like this is a very, but I mean, I find myself in this too, but just wanting to focus on, you know, financial stability or, or, um, excelling in one's career or projects coming to fruition. Uh, so I've done a couple spe- like prosperity spells for people, but but no love spells.
1: I mean, I'm very selective when people come to me for, for spell work because so often the intention of the love spell yeah, is often same. misplaced. Yes. You, think, yes. you think it's that person, and we may have touched on this last year, so sorry for repeating ourselves, but maybe it bears repeating again. People sometimes think, I want this person, and maybe it's very often they think that what this person has is what they want. And I can find that to be really problematic. And, and also, you know, there's, there's two people to play at this game as well. And I remember doing a love spell for someone a couple of years ago. She wanted to be with this guy, wanted to be with him, nothing else would do. And he really had no interest in dating just one person. He really wanted to keep her and this other woman on the line. And so I did some work to remove the obstacles, and things worked better for a while. He, you know, kind of stopped seeing that other woman for a bit and came back to her, but he was the problem. You right. Know, the well, other woman like, wasn't What the he problem. wanted and
0: what he was going to do was different than that she wanted. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like the
1: obstacle, removing the obstacle was really honestly removing him. Yeah. And... <laughs> I think
0: there was something that Chiron said last year. Yeah. That was like, if you don't have, like if you're adding to a vet list, he said something like if you're at, if you don't have anything to, to build off of, you can't just create something out of air. Right. So you can't be like this person. And also yeah, if an you've eth- never had a committed also, relationship or even, you know, also it's you know, an ethical standpoint. You can't just be like, Oh, this person that I've been like secretly admiring over here, I'm going to try and get them to feel a certain way about me. It's more like if you have an existing connection with someone and you want to build on that or you want to help nurture that in the same way that you would nurture a garden, you know, that, like that makes sense to me. But yeah, I think I'm also selective and very wary of love spells in general because I think, Often what people want is, I've been in love with this person for a very long time, they don't share the same feelings, and I'm like, but that doesn't feel like consent to me, so I kind of, I'm like, you Well, you, hey, no, can't, make someone, you, can't, you can't make
2: someone, you can't force someone. You can't make
1: someone's partner be
2: faithful that was never faithful. Word of
1: the prophet Bonnie Raid. I can't make you love, love me, me <laughs> if you don't, yeah. even with a witch who I've paid a lot of money to. <laughs> All right, um, which is actually really funny talking about this because the astrology for this month of february i was looking to try to give some help to people that might want to do love spells this month and looking at the planets and My you first were like thought, damn no i'm like do no it. but then looking at it a second time i went hmm and I'll, I'll tell you why so normally the full moon in february is a great time for love because most of the time it is depending on what part of the month the full moon happens if it's at the end of the month it may not be the case but if it's earlier in february like it is this month the full moon is in leo um because it's always going to be the opposite of the sign we're in right now which is aquarius so leo is a very sexy alluring sign has great hair and so this is usually a time for like glamour magic for people to see you in your best light to be drawn to you to you know to have that that really um uh, alluring energy of leo but this is not the month you want to do that because this time when we have our full moon, it is in and I'm sure I'm going to pronounce this wrong. because um, I've only read it, never said it aloud before. Quincux. <laughs> That's not a word. Yes it is. Wait, what? Quincux. That? It's Q-U-I-N-C-U-N-X. Quincux. It's not a word. Kunks. Kunk. Is there an N yeah, N X? Yeah, N X, yeah, Quincux.
2: She's just making up words. Are you you didn't type that I, I know. I went over
1: it several times. <laughs> I talked about it with Brian, and he was like, yeah, it's Quincux. And I'm like, I don't know saying this I don't know the why
0: problem. I am so, like, like, you, you so tired, like everything is funny right now, so I'm sorry. This is a problem
1: when you are a witch who does a lot of reading, <laughs> but doesn't always do a lot of talking. Talking. You're like, um, okay. I'm sorry. There's really? no one that I'm believes you don't do a lot of talking. <laughs> there
2: is not one person that does listen to any episode of yeah, I, I don't,
0: I rarely agree
2: with Kanani, yeah. but in this moment, no. I I'm work no. at home alone. And so I only talk when
1: someone calls me. You anyway, talk to yourself
2: the whole time. We all know it. And,
1: well, and the cat. I'm a good listener. We usually I usually tell them just to go fuck off. Tell my animals to fuck off because they're terrible. Anyway. So, but whenever this conjunction is, let's say it's Q, whenever the moon is Q, with anything, um, it causes it causes trouble. So this time, the moon is. cute.
0: Oh my god! I gotta stop taking a drink of tea ever in this podcast. <laughs> it keeps almost coming. up. All right, now. this is let's talk. This This is Saris. Um, Saris. <laughs> hell? I don't know what's You're wrong with me. Pulling the fuck apart no, today. I can't do this. Okay, everybody, take a deep breath. Everybody,
1: okay, breathe Breathing. Watch this. Okay. So anyway, it is Quimcox with... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mercury! Stop saying it! Okay. Stop saying it! Just be like, it's that... It it is. It
1: is. Alright, the moon is doing some terrible things with Mercury, Jupiter, and Saturn, which means that if you were to do a love spell on the full moon this month, you're going to attract people who are not honest, and are going to bring all sorts of other complications, like... Uh, you know, secret spouses and other things. So like basically that. stay the fuck away from that. So yeah, yeah. And if you do something, honestly, I always felt like Valentine's day was my favorite day to do love spells was everybody's in the mood, but the moon is doing that same thing with Venus, which is putting a lot of pressure on relationships. So it's that same kind of energy of show me the ring or get out. Oh. So that's not, that's not like what you want to put out in the world. If you're trying to bring in a new relationship now, this energy, though, is going to be helpful if you have a relationship that's in flux and you're not sure where it's going. So this is a time, this this course, this course correspondence is really good for showing people where they're at, whether this is friendships or romantic relationships. And so um, especially if you do this magic on the morning of February 10th, depending on where you are. February 10th is put up or shut up? Uh, yes, essentially, yeah. Um, also Valentine's Day, too, but I'd say any time this week, either most um, um, uh, the evening of the ninth or the morning of the tenth, depending on when um the moon moves into Virgo. So check where you are in the world. For here us on the West Coast, that would be late on the night of the ninth or early on the tenth. So that's a good time um to figure out where people stand in your life, whether these are friends or romances. Um, So that's where at first when I said, yeah, this is a terrible um time for love magic, then I thought, actually it's not a terrible time for love magic. It's a terrible time
0: for a certain type of love magic. And certainly a terrible time For the type of love magic that people tend to be drawn towards this time of year. Yeah.
1: So this is also, whether or not you're with someone, if you're just trying to get some clarity either on on the roles other people have in your life or on what you want for yourself. Um, a spell suggestion that I have is to get a taper candle. That's like one of the ones you see when you're having Tall, a candle. Skinny candle. Tall, skinny candle. Yep. Um, the best color for romance is red. Um, the best one for friendship is yellow. If this is about figuring out where your business colleagues are, um, blue or green, green for money, blue which associates with Jupiter, which has to do a lot with business and enterprise. And burn this candle next to a bowl of water. Always make sure the candle is not is burning... While you're home, don't leave it unattended, but burn the candle all the way down okay then you're going to want to use this water to wash your face the next morning specifically around your eyes this is really important this should just be clean plain water since you are putting on your eyes don't put any oils in there don't put any salt in there don't put herbs if you really in your eyeballs going in your eyeballs if you really want to include some oils i'd say like sprinkle them out like outside the water bowl or put them on the candle um same thing with the herbs you can put it around um anything that's kind of more of a, a citrus or a bitter herb you know um Again, I'm the big fan of Lemon Balm. So if I you have any of that balm. from last summer, yeah. circle that on the outside, and that will help cut through the crap, right? Um, so then um, you can do the same spell if you're hoping for clarity in your relationship or just trying to figure out where people stand in your life. So that's the kind of love magic that T.T. Coco recommends for February, but I would not recommend anybody doing any spells to bring love in this time of year. And if you're not sure about... Um, you know, you don't want to do the spell right now, you can charge this candle, set it out on the night of, um, the night after the full moon or on the 14th. And then, um, you know, let the channel know what its job is for and how it's put energies is picking up. Um, and then burn it later. You know, if you find yourself some point in the next year in a place where you're not sure where people stand, you can come back and harness this, this discernment energy. So, Yay. Thanks, guys. That has been the Love Spell Report. Heck yeah. Um, Speaking of love spells, Kanani has another movie that she's going to review for us before we bring on our special guest. So we had an audience member request that Kanani review Bell Book and Candle, which is a golden oldie, I believe. It was released in 1958. Okay, so tell us all about it and your
2: eloquent way of reviewing movies. So... So the movie was made in 1958. It is about a woman who owns a shop, and above the shop lives her aunt and a man, James Stewart. He was the star of A Wonderful Life. People will recognize that actor. And she kind of has a crush on him. He's her neighbor. And she decides that once she finds out he is engaged to her Essentially, essentially, her college rival, she decides that she officially wants to steal him away, and she puts a love spell on him. And so as soon as she casts a spell on him, he falls in love with her, breaks up with the woman he was supposed to marry, and he is a book publisher, and... So classic example of an unethical
0: love spell.
1: Yes, Yes. 100%. 100%. Yeah, it sounds like something somebody has asked me for. I was like, okay, she's totally wrong for him. And you're like, bye. And she was so mean to me in college. They have a fun kind of side part of the story. The, The main plot is that she's putting a
2: love spell on him, but the other side plot is he's a book publisher, And she helps through magic. She does a spell so that he can meet someone who writes books about witches. He himself is not a witch. Ah, okay. So in working with this other guy who's trying to write a book, he starts to learn some mythology about witches, not knowing that he's been put under a spell and that the woman who did that is actually a witch. So some of the the old wives' tales that they talk about are uh, witches can't cry, they can't shed tears, witches can't blush, (laughs) <laughs> they do talk about the old uh, theory that you hear about, you know, women, witches float things like that. I mean, and I they float. say that um, <laughs> witches can't witches can't fall in love, Aww. and that if a witch does fall in love, that she loses all of her powers. God, and that's so, a whole bunch
1: of horseshit. Jesus.
2: What was interesting was to watch a movie that's based in 1958, and because I was expecting a whole lot of misogynistic overtones. And there still was little moments of little things that were said that you kind of laugh because that's not the kind of stuff that you would hear anymore. But because she's a witch, there is a feminist independent energy about her that they wouldn't usually portray in a woman in the late fifties. Like yeah, she bet. lives on her own. She's independent. She has her own business. She's fine. She doesn't feel the need to get married. Things like this, that typically she these are not, no man. Yes. this is not how you would portray a 1950s woman. And she lives alone with her
1: cat. Yes. Jacket.
2: yes. Yeah. And so it was, it was really, it was a great, it was a great movie. In the end, she does end up, uh, he finds out that she's a witch because she confesses. Before they get married, she confesses because she doesn't want to get married without him under, him knowing. And he, of course, breaks up with her. How could you do this to me? He goes to another witch who uh, takes the spell off of him. And they have a kind of a confrontation later. And during the confrontation, she starts to cry. And that's when he... Re- and he knew that the old myth of witches can't cry... And if a woman falls in love that she loses her powers and he realizes that, oh, she actually did love him and then they end up happily ever after. And that's so. that's
1: the the line of my most favorite line of any witchcraft movie is it I think it's her mother or someone says to her, Oh darling, what is it like? And she puts Aunt her queenie. And Queenie. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. And she goes, How awful it is to be human.
2: Yes. <laughs> Yes. I was like, ah! I love this so much. So but true. it was kind of fun. Oh. It was kind of fun to watch an old movie and not have all that misogynistic stuff that's part of it, because they just they portray her as just such a strong, independent woman on her own. And I so I thought it was really cool. I love the movie. It was a great, cute little love story. Um, and I just when I was looking at the the cast and stuff to be able to tell people who was who, um, I just saw that her brother who was a pretty key character was actually Jack Lemon.
1: I had no oh, idea. Oh yeah, very young Jack Lemmon. I, I had no that. idea when
2: I was watching it that that was actually a young Jack Lemmon, so that's pretty cool.
1: So, question for you. Zero is no witch should see this movie. I everyone ten. should see this movie. Okay, so this is 10. This is required viewing for all well, witches. So, zero to 10. Where is this? Where is Bell, Book, and Candle? If, On you, the like Kanani, cute, which is- if you like cute love stories, you
2: will, you will love this. Okay. If you're more into kind of the more hardcore, gothic kind of like, if you like old movies, you'll love this movie. I'll put it that way. If you like romantic movies, if you like old movies, you will absolutely love this movie. <laughs> Hillary tried to get a chocolate out. I really and like nails, her. and I was trying not to make a lot of noise. And then she just looked at That's this. not even the one I wanted.
0: Jesus.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Both of you today. Why? Wow. What is the... Okay. Did you get it? I got it. You're better. I, would, better. I would watch that movie again. Okay. I would have girlfriends over to just watch that. Cute little love story. So it gets so. the Kanani
1: star of a hundred percent. So the crow did not.
2: That was horrible. All right, <laughs> they look it was horrible. horrible.
1: I'm I'm happy I
2: saw Bram Stoker's Dracula. I thought it was okay. I would never watch it again. I would have no reason to. Ever oh, watch it see
1: again. that is that is routine Halloween viewing at our house. But bell book
2: and candle. I would totally sit down with a glass of wine and a box of chocolates and some girlfriends and watch that. It's just a cute little sappy love. All
1: right, so this this is good. That was a good review. Yeah, we did it. Yay! Yay! <laughs> All right. Queen Aset Haru is a priestess of Maat, the spiritual system of ancient Kemet. She's a clairvoyant, a tarot reader, and an oracle who works with people across the world to solve their most difficult problems. She is located in Costa Rica and does a small advice channel on YouTube called Ask an Aquarius, where people ask questions about spirituality, astrology, and romance. Queen Aset Haru, thank you so much for being on the show today. We're super excited to have you
3: thank you guys so much for inviting me you know whenever Courtney asks me to do anything I'm always on top of it I just (laughs) I always jump Courtney is my favorite cancer and she really encourages me to be a better person
1: oh my god like
3: really so she encourages me to be more compassionate and more kind and I really am always happy whenever she asks me to do anything
2: it's good she has someone like you, because she's not going to get that here. <laughs> I know, I was about to be like, did she pay you to say that? I know, that's not going to happen here. So I'm glad she has that in you.
1: Oh, when, we were, when we were out just a little while ago, I introduced Kanani to someone as, this is my best friend, she's also the meanest friend. <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, that's so. me. Anyway, so um, Queen Oz said, tell our listeners, if you will, how did you know you were a witch?
3: You know something? I always believe that witches are born that way. We're born with the ability, just like you were born able to sing. You're born with certain gifts. So I think that we're born that way. So I always noticed that something was weird about my perception of reality because I would see things and feel things and hear things that other people didn't. So I was like two, three, four years old picking up on this. And I had no idea what was going on. And um, as I got older, I just started to research. And that's how I found out what it was called.
1: Nice. So was there a specific um, book or a teacher that you had that moment, helped, yeah, yeah, that helped you put your name to it?
3: Well, um, let me see. The first thing that happened at around three or four years old, I kept telling my mother that I was seeing spirits. And I didn't call them spirits. I kept saying, somebody's in my room. Somebody's in my closet. Oh, my God. Somebody's at my window, you know. And my mother would just look at me like, you know, is this her imagination or what the deal is? But I guess I was so adamant about it. She bought me a Bible. I was three or four years old with a Bible because in her mind, that's what you do, (laughs) you know, because she grew up in the Catholic church. So in her mind, when somebody seeing spirits is demonic, so they need protection. So when she gave me the Bible, I knew that that was unusual, but I didn't know why it was unusual. So that was the moment that I realized that there was something to what I was experiencing and it wasn't just my imagination, which my sister and everybody else kept saying, oh, it's okay. It's just your imagination. Kids have a vivid imagination. And I'm like, no, I saw a man in my closet. Oh my I, knew what it, I knew what it was. You know? You're
0: like, it's not my imagination. Yeah, like he was in there. <laughs>
3: He was in there, you know, the same way I see my mother, I see my sister, I see this person in my closet so um, that was the moment I was about three or four years old and then from that moment forward I kept on just trying to figure out what I was experiencing and I read different things and it wasn't until I was older that I really pieced it together and was like, oh my God, this is real, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a witch, you know, in our tradition we call it a priestess, but it's the same vibration and I was just shocked like wow and then um I didn't think I was ready I thought it was too big of a responsibility for me but I figured out what it was
1: I when I see your um your Instagram posts and I see your YouTube videos I really wish you were someone that I f- knew when I was younger and going through complete love trauma because Kanani was trying to steer me right and I wasn't listening. She did not listen. <laughs> I did not listen. No, and <laughs> and I I feel like I'm like oh god, where was where was Queen set when 23 year old Courtney was you know, lighting things on fire, essentially. And so I'm. you just have a real knack for very um, solid, grounded advice. Like the things you share is never like, oh, you're beautiful and perfect. It's like, oh, no, you're making a mistake. Turn left. You do not deserve that kind of heartbreak. Come on now. You know, and so what drew you to Love Magic in particular?
3: Uh, because, you know, Courtney, I feel like, people have a tendency to downplay romantic relationships but i feel like it's one of the most important things that happens in our life i feel like it's really important and i think that people downplay that and so many of my clients were coming to me with love problems as soon as i started doing readings you know in 1999 when i got my first tarot deck the first question was about love the very first reading I did was a love reading. So it seemed like to me it was important and people weren't giving it the um, amount of you know um, significance that it deserved. So um, people kept coming to me and asking me about their relationships and their boyfriend and the girlfriend and this one and that one, their wife, their husband. And over time, I just ended up doing so much of it that it became like second nature.
2: I, I agree with what you said that uh, I th- I don't like we kind of talked about earlier on that we all have kind of we're very cautious and guarded about love magic for other people because of of you know sometimes circumstances and people not really understanding what it is they're asking or things like that. But I think that you you hit the nail on the head. There are few things in life that impact who you are and who you will be later. You know, few things impact it more than you know, relationships other than like that death, right? Death has a huge impact on but who you will become. But that's but also part of a relationship.
0: Death right. Is, death is the result of a relationship.
2: Right. Your so are relationships are so critical to ultimately who you will be. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know, I read a statistic a long time ago that said that your chances for happiness increased by 50% by marrying the right person.
1: Yeah. Oh, percent. And 100%. I saw that, When
3: I saw that, I was like, "This is really important, and we're downplaying it way too much."
1: That's uh, it's so funny because people come to me for readings on love, and people are almost always embarrassed. And I say, "Hey, look, Mm -hmm. love readings have kept tarot readers in business for six (laughs) hundred years. There's a reason why every song on the radio is about love in one way or another, and is not about doing your taxes." Okay, Okay, where are those taxes songs? I
0: need some inspiration. We're coming into tax season.
1: (laughs) Okay, so if somebody wanted to do a love spell, what are some of the best approaches someone could take to doing love magic?
3: Whenever somebody comes to me to do love magic, the, the best approach I would like to take and what I try to get them to do is to just do love magic on themselves to shift their vibration, like mm-hmm. to draw yep. love towards them. Yep. You know, that's what I try to get them to do. But they always want a specific person. And that's my least favorite thing to do. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we you know,
3: even though it works, but I would rather they just are <laughs> open minded
0: or open with it, you know. Well, and I think too, we've talked a lot about like from an ethical standpoint, like when you are working on yourself, you it's something that you've consented to, and then you are then creating the opportunity for the right person to come into your life. Like Courtney talked about this last <laughs> year that when she, when she. When the work was that I want the person for me to come into my life, so I'm going to work on me to have that happen versus like I want this person with this thing or this actual individual or a a person with all of these characteristics, doing the work on you, I feel like there's there's never a loss in that. Because whether or not the exact scenario that you imagine comes forward or not, like you've still done work on yourself that benefits you regardless of outcome.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. That's my favorite way to do it. And a lot of times that's just not what they want to do. (laughs) That's just not what they want. They want a specific thing, a specific person, and then we go into what it is that they want. So the next thing i do if they want a specific person i do a reading to see if that person wants them to be with them if that mm. person really does love them if that person is okay with being with them and if the person does want them then i'll do the love magic if the person doesn't want to be with them i won't take the case
2: oh yeah you- i really want my friend's husband it's like <laughs> um, <laughs> um, um no <laughs> just gonna say no to that one. I mean it's like I mean I think that's
0: such a good boundary which is you know that you're saying like hey if this person has similar feelings I will create an environment in which you two can grow together versus exactly. I'm gonna force this person that doesn't give a shit about you in that sense to force them I mean that one that always backfires horrifically and it's not ethical you know How do I have a question? How do people, when you have to say no in those instances, I imagine that must be a hard reaction you get from people?
3: You know, they call me the thug priestess.
1: (laughs) I love her. I know. It's actually funny. I said, I told Kanani, I said, I think this is your long lost sister. And Kanani's like, okay. And then just look on her face right now. As soon as
2: you said that, I'm like, love her. (laughs) We are sisters.
3: (laughs) Because I just tell them, I'm like, nah, nah,
2: dog, I'm not doing it. You're like, like,
3: (laughs) i No, I don't even like, you know, some people are like, oh, I'm very sorry. I, I can't help you. I'm just like, nah.
2: You're like, no, hard pass. Yeah, you're like, hard pass. That's not happening, friend. Sorry. <laughs> hard pass.
3: And every time that happens, they usually end up doing what I wanted to do in the first place, which was help them fix their energy. I've never had somebody get angry and be like, well, F you then, you know, (laughs) they usually say, okay, well, what can you offer me? Okay, I can offer you this. And then they usually go along with it. I've never had somebody not go along with it because it's like, look, I'm not willing to do that. And I really don't think that works well, you know, so I'm just like the best thing for us do is x which is to help you change your vibration to draw the right person to you and usually they'll go along with that but um i'm pretty tough i'm from philadelphia i'm from the hood so you know I always tell people you know i'm a healer now but some of the times those old aggressive ways are very helpful to me
2: she and i are gonna hang out You and I are going <laughs> to hang out and we're going to talk about shanking people. That's what we're going to do. Oh
1: my God. You and I,
2: girl. Sitting oh. at a bar just talking some shit. That's what's going to happen. She
1: lives in Costa Rica. We should yes, so I, I want to go, go to Costa Rica.
2: Actually,
0: I actually want to go to Costa Rica, <laughs> so let's live podcast from Costa Rica. <laughs>
3: You would love Costa Rica. It's amazing
1: here. It oh really is. Oh God! I just imagine you sitting out in the hammock. I know you're in your your office with this, but I think we're all just going to imagine you sitting in the hammock. But you're actually yes. outside in the yes. hammock recording right. this
0: podcast while we watch this like dreary, getting dark
1: really Oh God! So, um, <laughs> how you know, how do you um, work with someone to shift their vibration? I mean, what kind of a spell could someone do to shift their vibration to attract the right person? Aside from calling you and paying you, which should be their first option. <laughs> So when somebody comes to me and they want to find
2: they, they're looking to find love in that kind of way the first thing I do is do a reading to see what's blocking
3: them because the cards will tell me exactly what the problem is why they haven't been able to do it up until this point and whatever those blockages are we will start working on them so usually it's uh, I'll give you an example one blockage uh, that comes up for a lot of people is holding on to people from the past you know that kind of stuff so a lot of times I have to help them cut the cords, you know, with that person. So it's a it's a lot of times it's forgiveness
1: so I work with them to do forgiveness work different books different
3: crystals different um, meditations and I have them really work on whatever the blockage is and um, after they move the blockage then I start to work with them to do the drawing the attracting part so first I do the removal then I have them draw whoever whatever it is and that's just by opening themselves up now some people take longer in this process than others some people work on it for a couple of weeks and they're ready to attract and
1: some people the bitterness is so intense it Mm. takes longer
3: a lot longer in some cases um it just depends on the person and then we move on to the attraction work when they're ready and generally they attract somebody that they like um Courtney had asked me To talk about a situation A love situation that happened And this is one that's really funny to me I wanted to tell you guys about um, I had a client come to me Because his woman Was into magic And she did a, a Pop it
1: okay a doll,
3: him. so she made the doll and she glued his hair to the doll and it was very well done and uh, he found the doll by accident oh
0: my god that would be the way you're like uh wow. talk about a mood killer you roll over in bed and you're like what what the is fuck? this shit? oh god <laughs> is that my fucking
1: hair you're like, jumping out a window running up, pulling your pants up as you're running down the street that's
0: I would right? be upset about that
3: oh he was very upset he found the doll he was upset he called me he paid me to get rid of this thing he mailed it to me and I disposed <laughs> of it now um after this this is the crazy part six weeks later he called me back and asked me if I could help him because After I destroyed the doll, they broke up, and he now wants her back. Oh,
0: (laughs) my God. (laughs) So maybe that's his type. He likes crazy. (laughs) Were you like, listen, I think you need to adjust your life choices. If you
1: ever wonder why witches cackle. (laughs) This shit right here.
3: (laughs) reading that the relationship really was it it was done you know it was time to let go it was time to move on so I told him it was time to move on and uh, he was fine with that so he did let it go and move on and then a couple of months later he came to me and asked me to help him with a whole different woman totally different woman and I helped him with that woman and they got married
0: oh thank goodness so basically he was like Fuck this magic stuff. Get rid of this shit. Wait a minute. I need some of that I, magic stuff. I changed my mind.
3: Can you send
1: it back? <laughs> uh-huh.
3: <laughs> For some reason, that doll was the only thing that was holding that relationship together. You know, that was all they had. That oh, my then. God. And as soon as it was destroyed, it just dissipated. And he didn't realize that he really did want her in his life. So once it was gone and they broke up and, you know, everything was said, done and over he wanted her back. But luckily for him and luckily for the, the, the current, the new wife, I should say, um, that just wasn't his destiny. So he finally got the right person. So I'm very pleased with him and hopefully won't be hearing from him anymore about any <laughs> more love magic, and at least no
0: time soon. Oh my god! That is such an amazing story. First of all, if I found a poppet with my hair on it anywhere in someone's possession, I would freak out. I'd be like, "All right, listen. First of all, what the oh fuck? Were you god. collecting my
1: hair? Like, I have a problem with this collecting of hair. People can do stuff. Some guys. Some guy stole my. I took a guy home once, and he stole my underwear. Well, and I, that's a whole other. That one. was that was your husband. That wasn't my
2: husband. That was, your husband. That that was, was, your was my husband. husband. <laughs> and he wasn't stealing it, Courtney. He was putting it in the washing machine. Stop being dramatic. <laughs> Stop
1: being dramatic. <laughs> I can't do this anymore.
0: I can't host anymore. This <laughs> is why you and I are going to be best friends. Oh no, it's falling apart. I'm supposed to go <laughs> Hi, my name is Hillary. This is this White Life Wish Life podcast. <laughs> I can't even talk. This. Oh god. That Wish Life podcast. I'm your host today. We. Courtney is uh is over here. She needs a moment to herself. <laughs> What's the next what question? <laughs> Let me see if I can even talk right now. Say, do you oh want to God. save it while we're having a moment? Um, do you want to save that? No. Idea? All right. Well, what we're going to do first is um, let's uh, take some deep breaths. we we'll are doing another deep breath. Okay. Ready? <sighs> okay. Yeah. I, would, I mean, like, I don't think there's any instance. And I mean, I, I truly not very much freaks me out. But if I knew that someone like meticulously and also especially especially if it was really well done, I'd be like, You spent all this time collecting my hair and like sewing me as the fucking doll like I would The have
2: only a- thing that popped into my head when I heard that was he found a puppet of poppet of himself was <laughs> Can burn it with fire <laughs> yeah it's like something out of a horror movie just like make it go away
3: well i and do did a really good job on it i mean it was really
0: well sewn up it was the color of that's his skin. even oh, that's oh, worse that's that's, that's so, so much worse job. that's terrible did you
1: have weird energy in your house when you got rid of this poppet, or were you able to dissipate it pretty quickly
3: uh, it wasn't too bad. When I got the pop it, um, it wasn't because like, really the woman was more. I wouldn't say she was like trying to hurt him. She was really just
0: more desperate. She was desperate to, to hold
2: it to together. So it wasn't necessarily she, maliciously made. Mm, exactly it was just desperation she just wanted him to love her
3: and she didn't want him to leave her and that was all it was about so I was able to get rid of it I got rid of it in water though I used the water source okay that makes sense
1: yeah that makes sense it's just
3: running water source and I got rid of it that way and everything was fine I mean the whole thing just you know
2: washed away and everything was fine but then they had nothing to hold them together oh yeah and I was going to say another
3: interesting thing I didn't tell you guys was that someone put a love spell on me before.
0: Oh, oh wow. And that was really,
3: really crazy. But I'm going to tell you something. When he, It was a man that did the love spell. And when he did the love spell, I knew it immediately. Like immediately when he did it, because I felt like I was sitting at my house. It was a full moon. I had just got finished doing all the magic for my clients, and something hit me like an energy. And I was like, "What the heck was that?" It, it felt like an arrow of energy hitting me. And I sat there and I was like, "It's him." And I knew exactly what he did. And do you fool? Do you, and so I'm so foolish that I did not take it off right away. I could have just sat there right then and there and just removed it but it felt good it was like kind of it was warm and fuzzy (laughs) it really felt good so I kind of left it on for a little while I was like ah this is decent and then a couple days passed and my friend was like what the hell are you doing (laughs) she was like you need to take this off and that's when I took the spell off
0: what
1: did you do to remove it Yeah. yeah how did you remove this
3: did a removal spell, a basic removal spell, and it was kind of crazy because I, I took the spell off. And I did it during the dark of the, the the dark period of the moon, or going towards that period where you want things to go away. Uh so I did a simple removal spell to get it off of me that wasn't the hard part the hard part was that he kept trying so for about 18 months on every full moon he kept hitting me with different types of magic and I had to keep fighting it off and taking it off and I even had to end up going to an elder like yo like I'm fighting this magic off and it keeps coming back and he was like because he keeps doing it keep on fighting him he'll get tired keep fighting him back And after a while, it took about 18 months for him to get tired. Wow.
1: So he kept trying yeah can you tell us what you put in the removal spell if, if you're not able to it's okay but some of our listeners might be. i'm curious. sure yeah
0: I w- i'm sure some of our listeners i'm trying
3: to remember what the removal how i did the removal spell uh oh it was um it was called an angelic banishing removal i got it from one of my books i have books and books and books with spells and spells and spells i really like spells that rhyme so i collect oh. spells that rhyme and it was a, a angelic removal spell and basically you call upon the angels and you Frankincense and myrrh, um, and he used water too. There's another one I like those water spells. And basically, um, there's some words to it, but you take your, you take the person's name and their information, and you put it into a glass of water, and you put inside of the water uh, herbs that banish, herbs that remove and then after that you swirl it in the direction that you want things to go away so when you want something to come towards you you guys already know that when you want something to come towards you, you go from east back to the east in like a a clockwise formation Mm -hmm. so when you want things to go away, you go from the east to the east east in a counterclockwise, so I did that you put the herbs in counterclockwise and then after the name dissolves on the paper you have to use some kind of, of a writing utensil that it will dissolve so after the name dissolves you pour it into the toilet and you vanish away whatever it is nice. and if it's on you you write down what the ailment is versus your own name and then you wash it away so i kept washing it away and it was fine but it kept coming back and i was like am i not doing this right like what is going on and then my elder was like no he's redoing it he, he keeps coming at you every time you take it off he keeps coming at you so i had to also beef up my protection magic during that time because it was like, you know, he kept on attacking in that way, but again he was trying to just draw me towards him and I could feel it and that's the one thing I tell people when they talk about like, you know, does uh, love magic take away your free will my free will wasn't gone I felt everything, I felt everything and I was the one that took it off it was still there, I just felt compelled, I felt drawn to this person and I wasn't drawn to this person Before. That's how I knew that he did something. It was such a
1: strong feeling. Yeah. Um, I feel like that spell, it, or variations that would be good for anyone who's trying to do, like you're talking about one of the greatest things love magic can do, is the first thing you do is remove what's not working. Yeah. So people might, they're saying, for I can see people that saying I attract people who want to date but not get serious. Okay, well write down on the paper, people who are not serious about me, and that that's something to remove. And this is actually a really or, good idea. Or remove like past experiences. Yeah. Or, or, hurt. or so- suffering. I feel like uh,
0: the majority of Like I like I said, I did very little love magic this year, but previously all the work I had done was really really in removing like kind of baggage from past heartache, you know, kind of like because I think you know uh, we tend to when we when we have tough experiences or we've gone through heartache or trauma sometimes you build walls that are so high that no one can get in right right and then you it's it's like you're protecting yourself but you're also shutting everybody else out
1: okay so yeah that's a good point um so, we really want to thank you for coming on and being with us today, Queen set, So, please tell us where um, people can find you. Because I'm going to be at your house tomorrow, so specific directions would be fantastic. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry for what's about to happen to you. She's, she's girlfriend never, material. She'll never leave you alone. Absolutely
2: girlfriend material. Well, let me tell you guys. I am on uh, YouTube
3: at Ask an Aquarius. It's my little show, um, so people can come out there and ask me questions and sign up to get readings and things like that. I am also on Patreon under Queen Offset Haru, and I do another video series that's exclusive just for my Patreon patrons. Uh, patrons, it's called. Um, witch trials and basically what I do is every week I watch a different movie or web series and then I review it for what I call witchcraft accuracy
1: so I tell the
3: audience that's awesome it's really cool. I tell the audience which parts we can actually do, which are accurate, and which parts are totally fiction, totally Hollywood. Because, you know, they always have those scenes where the witch is throwing people around the room with her telekinesis.
0: <laughs> you know? flying on yeah. the broom. I'm so yes. <laughs> pissed I can't do that. You're, like, so pissed Fact I can't or do fiction, that. fiction, real or fake. Yeah. I tell them what's real and what's not, and then I give it a rating, an ABCD system.
2: And then you can also reach me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under Queen Oset Heru I just added you on Insta.
0: <laughs> She's already it's already started. Sorry.
3: I love Instagram, so that's going to be really cool to connect with you out there. That's really actually one of my favorite things to do.
2: I'm brand new to it, so I don't have much, but I'm starting. I'm starting to uh,
1: starting to get into it. Well thank you so much for coming on. This has just been honestly one of one of the the best best laughs I've had in a really long time. Oh my time. gosh, so, so good. And, um, um, don't forget to follow Queen at Haru on all of her portals. Don't forget also, everyone, to check out our Etsy stores. Remember, we have new items. New items, so, and they're awesome. Links to all of these things will be on our website, and we will see everybody in two weeks. Join us on the first and third Mondays of the month for magical
2: tools, tips, and stories about living as a witch in today's world. Find us at
0: thatwitchlife.com for archived episodes or to ask your burning questions for us to answer in a future podcast
1: so vote it be